people! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. It is the Sportatorium. We are live. We are kicking some booty. We are having fun. And we're just going to do this darn thing. Alright? Y'all know the deal. First off, we usually talk about NBA. And there was four games. Tuesday, December 18th. Four games. Cleveland. Tops. The Indiana Pacers, 92-91, off a last-second game winner, tipped in by Nance Jr., 92-91. Jeez. Looking at your points leaders for Cleveland. Yes, I said Cleveland. We have Hood, 17 points. 41.7 field goal percentage. 20% three-point percentage. 75% from free throw range. Six rebounds, not too bad. Nance Jr., Larry Nance Jr. 33 minutes played, 15 points. 50% 50% field goal percentage, 33.3 three-point percentage, 16 rebounds. That man had himself a game once again. 92-91 off a of last-second tip-in. Goes to the Cavaliers of Cleveland. Y'all don't don't hurt me too bad for that. I just like saying that. Ha! All right. Next up, the Atlanta Hawks over the Washington Wizards. 118-110 is your final score. Collins was the star of the show here. 20 points, 13 rebounds. Kicking some butt. Up next. Wow. The last time we did a show, the Lakers lost too. Brooklyn tops the Lakers. 115-110. Russell was the star of the show here. 22 points, 13 rebounds. And finally... I don't want to talk about it. Denver tops the Dallas Mavericks 126 to 118. And that is your recap, quick recap, rapid fire, if you will, of the Tuesday games. Tonight, Cleveland will take on the Hornets of Charlotte. San Antonio Spurs will take on the Orlando Magic. Do you believe in magic? That is the question. New York will take on Philadelphia. Phoenix will take on the Boston Celtics. The Nets will take on the Bulls on WGN. The Indiana Pacers will take on the Toronto Raptors. That might be a fun game to watch. Washington Wizards will take on the Houston Rockets. Pelicans will take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Golden State Warriors, Utah Jazz. Detroit. And Minnesota will square off. Memphis and the Trailblazers will square off. And Oklahoma City will take on the Sacramento Kings. Can the Kings maintain the throne? They probably will because nothing major is on the line. Ha ha. That is your NBA summary there. And now, 
Whoa, hold up. Something new to me as reported by Bleacher Report. There are a few teams, including the Hawks and 76ers, that are practicing with a four-point line. Um, now, it's been a while since I've watched NBA, as I've said before. This is new to me. It has my attention. Four-point line? What? What is this? How is this? Why is this? What? I might have to get in this thing and watch it again. Four-point line, huh? Um, let's see. Anything else of note? I'm looking. Suns wave veteran guard Austin Rivers. And there's an article on Google provided by somebody that says... The Lakers should try to sign Austin Rivers. Uh, Again, I'm not big on NBA, so somebody can tell me um, if that would be a good fit. Wow, there's a whole lot of interesting takes on the games. On Google, y'all feel free to search them. Uh, There's some trade rumors. Kent Bazemore is a coveted target for some contending teams. Not sure where he will land, but that might be something interesting. Um, That looks like it's it on Major NBA News. Quick segment, as always. You know how we do it, though. Oh... A day ago, the Pacers to name Kelly Krauskopf as first female assistant GM. That's pretty cool. As the um, world of sports continues to embrace females. I say let it happen. Bring on females to important roles like that because they can do it. They could probably do it just as good, if not better than men. I mean, they've been shown to think better, think more uh, efficiently, perhaps. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say there, but they do have the mind for it. Bottom line, let it happen. Cool beans. Go for it. Uh, I hope to see some more. That looks like it's going to be it, though, on the NBA news front. Uh, Whatever your major headline is, hit me up on Twitter, JJN09. And we'll talk about it. If you want it on the show, tell me why you think it's a big headline and I'll put it up here. And if you want to come on the show and talk about NBA, let me know. Alright. Moving on up. Moving on. Moving forward? Yeah, moving forward. That's the one. Um, here in just a little bit, when we come back from break, 
We're going to get a little NFL action going. We're going to get NHL action going, AHL, ECHL, you name it, we're going to get into it. Oh, by the way, fun fact. For those that might be overseas listening to this show, I might have a couple because there's a Cowboys fan in England that I know. And there's a wrestling fan in England that I know. Shout out to you guys. There is a cricket arena. Cricket arena, cricket field, whatever you want to call it. Cricket team coming to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That is a sport I've never seen before. That is a sport that has me curious. I want to know what your thoughts are. So tell me. Again, JJN09 on Twitter. And on Facebook, you can find me at soon-to-be, actually, Lone Star Sports Report. This is the Sportatorium. Y'all, I want to thank y'all for listening. Already? Yes, already. And uh, I'll be right back. I need myself a drink of water. AHL Talk, the Sportatorium, we're live, kicking around, watching people that got their butts kicked, AHL Hockey, Chicago over, the Texas Stars, 6-1, ow, the Chicago Wolves dominated, they were 2-4 on the power play, Texas Stars were 1-4, the shots were fairly even at 24 apiece, But, the only one that could score a goal for the Texas Stars was Travis Morin. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Chicago takes the win with goals by, with two goals by Zach Whitecloud, Thomas, Tomas Heike, I think is how you say his name, Brandon Peary, Keegan Colsar, Daniel Carr, and just dominates. Oscar Dansk, one goal allowed. 6-1, Chicago over Texas. Your next game from last night. Gosh, that was ugly. <laughs> that was super ugly. Utica topples Charlotte 4-3. And that's that. That's your recap of AHL games for last night. Tonight, Grand Rapids takes on Cleveland. Hartford takes on Providence. Binghamton Devils will take on the Toronto Marlies. Lehigh Valley will take on the Hershey Bears. Rockford will take on... (laughs) Hold on. This froze. Awesome. Rockford will take on the Senators. There we go. 
Springfield will take on uh, Syracuse. Wilkes-Barre Scranton will take on Bridgeport Sound. Rockford will take on Milwaukee. San Jose will take on San Diego. Bakersfield will take on the Stockton Heat. And that's that. That is your list of AHL games for today. Your list of AHL scores from last night. Moving right along, y'all. Holy moly. That was quick. There are a few pretty fun little headlines there. In the AHL website. Such as some suspensions here. Grand Rapids Griffins forward Matt Pumple. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Has been suspended two games for... As a uh, consequence of an illegal check to the head of an opponent of an opponent in game versus Milwaukee on December 15th, he was suspended under the provisions of the AHL rule 221.1. After being assessed a match penalty, he missed Grand Rapids' game on December 16th at Rockford and will also miss Grand Rapids' game Wednesday the 19th versus Cleveland. Bridgeport Sound forward Steven Gianta has been suspended for three games as a consequence of a boarding incident in a game against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins on the 16th. Gianta was suspended under the provisions of AHL Rule 28.1, Supplementary Discipline. He will miss Bridgeport's game Wednesday the 19th uh, at Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Friday the 21st at Charlotte and Saturday the 22nd at Charlotte. That man is going to miss some time. Ouch. Dal Cole has been named the player of the week. He is a player for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. And there's a nice little highlight for the Texas fans that might be listening in here. Eric Condra is scoring in bunches, making his name known for the Texas Stars. Maybe, just maybe, we'll see him get a shot with the big leaguers. We shall see. And looking at this. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There are there are also some AHL, NHL headlines. That need to be addressed. Um. Yeah. For the Flames. Sorry, for the Flyers. Gordon. Scott Gordon has been named interim head coach. Replacing Dave Hextall. Ouch. Uh, Gordon has some connections to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And will look to make his mark at the NHL level. Again, we are rolling right along here. 
just steaming through, steamrolling through the AHL headlines. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Looking currently through the headlines, see if anything. Alan Quinn was called up by the Calgary Flames, and he's doing big things up in Calgary. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit as the stars of Dallas <laughs> played them last night. Uh, Aiden Hill has been playing with the Phoenix, Arizona, sorry, Coyotes for the last little bit, and he's doing big things. Ian Scott is uh, said to be doing very well and is heading into the World Junior Championships with some uh, much-needed mentoring, apparently. And he could be a big, big star to watch. Nick Merkley. Is ready to return for the to the ice for the Arizona uh, Roadrunners, Tucson Roadrunners. Sorry, after what does that say? Nine months on the shelf. Yes. Nine months on the shelf. He's ready to make a difference for Tucson Roadrunners. All right. How about this, though? Derek King is finding his footing in new role as... He's been named, I was reading as I was talking, the Blackhawks head coach. Joel Quinville has been named the Flyers head coach. Um, Mr. Jeremy Colton. Colton? Not sure how you say his last name. Has was notified late night in early November informing him that he was named as Chicago's um, head coach. And he's been doing really well ever since. There's an article on that on the AHL website. That's why I was stumbling. <laughs> Had me sidetracked, had me interested. Uh, That's a good read for people that want to know. Go ahead and check that out. And I think that's going to be the end of the 
AHL Hockey Talk. We're going to be moving to the ECHL and the NHL pretty soon. And on that note, time to take another break. Be right back, people. We're back. Hockey talk. The fun stuff. ECHL talk right now. Um, Going straight into uh, headlines from this league. Already at a loss for words because according to this new section here. The contracted players uh, listed in this article have been released and or are eligible for waiver claims. The Allen Americans have put son of NHL Hall of Famer Jeremy Brodeur on the waivers, apparently. Um, I kind of liked him in Allen as a goalie. But things are not going the way they should be for the Allen Americans, and I'm guessing there's going to be a whole lot of changes in this team. Danny Tyrone for Wheeling is also eligible. Also, uh, the, ooh, oh, whoa, 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 hold up. That caught my eye and I read it wrong. (laughs) Adriondek has, it appears, released forward John Edward and recall. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. He was recalled by Binghamton. Okay, that makes better sense. Adrian Deck forward John Edward has been recalled by Binghamton. Brampton adds Jonathan Racine, assigned by Belleville. Francois Beauchemin. Has been assigned by Belleville to Brampton. Um, Chase Golightly has been placed on reserve. And Matthew Gagnon has been placed on reserve. For the Fort Wayne Comets, Brady Shaw was traded from, from Orlando. Aiden Muir has been traded to Orlando. Greenville activated Kevin Miller from reserve. And Alex Globke has been placed on reserve. I hope I said his name right. Jacksonville added Christoph Lalancet. Nick Schneider from Kansas City has been assigned to Stockton. And Newfoundland Growlers defenseman Stefan LeBlanc has been recalled by the Toronto Marlies. Orlando! Brady Shaw's team suspension was lifted when he was traded to Fort Wayne. Taylor Thompson placed on injured reserve. 
And Hunter Faze, I hope that's how you say his name, was loaned to Manitoba. That's good for them. Um, South Carolina. Forward Bo Brower has been traded to Atlanta. And Joey Leach, a defenseman for South Carolina, was loaned to Hershey. Colorado put Josh Anderson on the Utah Grizzlies roster. They added him. Wichita signed Gabriel Verpolest. He was... What? He was added and then put on injured reserve. Okay. Um, Worcester... Worcester, however you say that, added Alex Adams, claimed from Maine. David Quinville was placed on reserve. All right. Your scores. Wichita beat Kansas City 5-2. And there's a whole slew of ECHL games happening tonight. Norfolk and Wheeling will take each other on 6 o'clock, according to their website. Um, So I'm guessing it's uh, Eastern time. Not quite sure. (laughs) Jacksonville and South Carolina will battle it out. Brampton and Worcester will battle it out. Kalamazoo will take on Toledo. Atlanta will take on Greenville. Allen will take on Cincinnati. That's not going to be a fun game to watch. Orlando will take on Florida. Atlanta and Jacksonville will battle it out. And I think that's it. Oh, Reading and Manchester. Yep, that's it. Reading and Manchester was the last game for tonight. So that is your list of ECHL happenings. Not much happening in my neck of the woods except for Jeremy Brodeur. I'll have to look up that situation and see what's going on there. As the Allen Americans try to spend however many games digging themselves out of the bottom of the barrel. Sad sight to see. Really, really sad. Um, Yeah, as far as the writing goes, for me, you guys can catch more about that on my blog site. Coming soon. Need to get back into that. But until then, you know, that's going to be that on ECHL. We've already done the AHL. 
And coming up next, we're going to do the NHL. NHL has a lot going on, I believe. I have some thoughts on my local area, Dallas Stars, and the Calgary Flames. Dallas taking on the best line in hockey right now. Boy, what a game that was. Also coming up after that, we have some NFL football stuff. And then we'll leave it off probably there. Yeah. So hang tight, right? It's going to be a fun ride. We're getting this uh we're getting this show back together. It's going to be probably a little bit of a time. <laughs> a little bit of a challenge at first, but we'll get we'll get back in the swing of things. Um It's good to be back. Hopefully y'all are enjoying it. I know I am. Uh, what, where else can you get <laughs> where else can you get my goofy thoughts on sports now um, yeah feels good I enjoy it hope y'all do too here in uh, ooh wait a minute hold on a second whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Just saw something that caught my eye. Oh, when we talk, uh, when we talk football, there has been some some Pro Bowl names that are some, well, quite frankly, quite frankly, shocking. Um, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to be back. I keep saying it, but hey, oh, well, we're about to take another break and I'll be right back. people NHL talk is rolling on the Sportatorium Gordon Hart both get wins in their debuts with the Philadelphia Flyers against the Red Wings Hockey Town Carter Hart made 20 saves in his NHL debut to help Scott Gordon win his first game as the Flyers head coach 3-2 3-2 games at Wells Fargo Center on... Uh, 3-2 was your score, sorry. Uh, at Wells Fargo Center. Wow. The Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs scored 7 against the Devils to avoid a third straight loss. Wowzer. Seattle's only hockey bar serving up excitement for NHL expansion expansion team. Oh yeah, by the way, for those that don't know, Seattle is getting a hockey team pretty soon. Uh, how about this? 
Philadelphia Flyers um, mascot, I, I don't know why I had trouble with that, was chasing around Santa's during intermission. Uh, wow. Really? That, I don't know why that's so shocking to me. But you're going to chase around a Santa, a couple of Santas, at the hockey game? Really? You know what? Never mind. How about this? Tampa Bay Lightning point streak extended to 10 with victory over the Canucks. Yike. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be a team to mess with, man. I really don't. That is your quick rundown of, I'll say sort of, major headlines provided by the NHL. Uh, Let's go ahead and rock these NHL scores, see what we can do here. The Panthers defeated the Sabres 5-2. Flyers beat the Red Wings 3-2. Maple Leafs, as I said, hang 7 on the Devils. Final there was 7-2. The Rangers and the Ducks battle it out to a final score of New York 3 and a high 1. Sharks shut out the Wild 4-0. That'll help the Dallas Stars. The Blackhawks beat the Predators 2-1. What is that nonsense? Sorry, had to get a drink. Real professional here. The Islanders beat the Coyotes 3-1. The Kings beat the Jets 4-1. Whoa, okay. Blues beat the Oilers 4-1. The Stars Beat the team with the best line in hockey right now. 2 nothing. Wow. What a game by the Stars there. They must have been airtight in this game. Well, obviously they were. 2 nothing. That's a game. Let's do something big there, boys. And finally... NHL score, your final NHL score, finally your final score, wow. The Lightning beat the Canucks 5-2, not a surprise. Today, tonight, Penguins and Capitals will battle it out, 7 p.m. The Canadians and the Avalanche will battle it out at 7.30. Let me just take a minute and... Um, talk about the Dallas Stars. 2-0 over Calgary? What on earth is this? Um, just wow. Uh, let's see. Their next game is going to be against Chicago tomorrow. 7.30. That's awesome, man. I I can't even put that into words. 2-0 against the best lion in hockey. Well, hottest team in hockey right now. 
or not hockey, but okay, okay, fine. The <laughs> hottest team in the Western Conference is a better way of putting it, not the be- uh, best team in hockey. That is still Tampa Bay, Mr. JJ, because they are the top of the league. Speaking of which, let's get into your NHL standings, shall we? Your NHL standings are as follows for the Eastern Conference. Topping the Metropolitan Division is Washington. 29 and 3 is their record, 43 points. Columbus isn't too far behind them, 18, 12, and 3, 39 points. New York is, oh, that's a tight division there. 17, 12, and 4, 38 points. Atlantic Division, that is where the Tampa Bay Lightning reside. 26, 7, and 2 are the Bolts, 54 points. 22-10-2 are the uh, Maple Leafs. 46 points. That's a ooh, that's fairly close division. 45 points for the Buffalo Sabres, and they have a 20-10-5 record. Two wildcard spots there are Boston and Montreal with 40 and 39 points, respectively. Pittsburgh, the Rangers of New York, and Ottawa are fi- fighting it out for the two wildcard spots. And the Western Conference... The Winnipeg Jets are still the top dog, tied with, oh, three-way tie, my fault, for the top of the conference. Nashville and Winnipeg have the same amount of points. Winnipeg's record is 22-10-2. Nashville, 22-11-2. Colorado, 18-10-6. Isn't too far behind them. The Pacific is Calgary, 22-11-2, as I said. 19-11-5 is the Sharks. 19-12-5 is the Ducks, 43 points. The two wildcard spots in the West are the Vegas Golden Knights, 19-15-2, 40 points. Edmonton, 18-14-3, 39 points. The stars are eking up slowly, closer, 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 closer. They need three points to get the top wild card spot. And they need, well, they need, <laughs> they may need four for the top spot and they need pretty much three to four. We'll say three to four to uh, eke in at all, honestly. Minnesota isn't too far behind the Stars with 36 points. Neither is Vancouver with the same amount. So there's your NHL playoff picture as it stands right now. If the season were to end today, the Stars would not be in. However, thank goodness it is not ending today. All right. So that's the NHL rundown. We're going to look at the games tonight. And then that's going to be the end of this. Oh, I already did that. Duh. Penguins and Capitals. Canadians Avalanche. 
And that's that, folks. Quick rundown of the NHL. Proud of my stars. Proud, proud, proud of my stars. For uh, anybody listening in the rest of the Central Division, you know, it's it's pretty tight division. Pretty fun division to watch. Um, I, I studied sports when I was in college, so it's really hard to hate on any of the teams. However, I will stand by my stars till the day I die. That's neither here nor there, though. But that's that. That's NHL talk, y'all. It's donezo. It's over with. We might take our final break here. And then we might talk a little NFL. There's probably a game or two tomorrow, right? Because tomorrow is... Thursday. We've got some Dallas stuff going on. Another win and you're in situation. Win and you won the NFC East. There's a couple of questions on my mind about that that squad down here in... Um, <laughs> I almost said Irving. Valley Ranch. Wow. They're in uh, Frisco. That's where the star is. How did I forget that? That is a beautiful facility. Goodness, blunders. This is called... Get your head together, JJ. Anyways. NFL stuff coming up next. Off to take the final break of the show. Let's have a little bit of fun. In case you couldn't tell, for the first couple episodes, this is going to be a laid-back thing. Uh, Don't expect much less from me. It's just all in fun. Um... Yeah. All in fun, talking sports. See you in a bit. Time to go take this final break. NFL Talk coming up next. How about it, people? NFL Talk Sportatorium. We are back. Final segment of the show. Been a little rapid fire, been a little uh, weird. Still trying to get back into it though. No worries. We'll get more detailed as things go on. Um, just want to cover all the headlines, make sure I don't miss anything. But um, yeah, we moved quickly through hockey, moved pretty quickly, actually, even quicker through basketball. Now it's time for NFL. The Pro Bowl rosters have been announced. Y'all already know who all that is, who all those people are. So there's really no use in telling you every player. With the Cowboys, I'm pretty pleased as far as Dallas goes. Um... The one glaring omission is Leighton Vander Esch, the rookie. He's made a name for himself in the absence of uh, Sean Lee. And as I said in my introductory episode, where I just kind of went through everything real quick, um, it makes me wonder if Sean Lee is going to be around for a while. Or around much longer, I should say. But yeah, there's some shocking omissions 
in the Pro Bowl roster. So, for each team, that is. Let's start with uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Justin Tucker. Mr. Accuracy, if you will. The best kicker in terms of accuracy in the entire league. Gosh. Tucker has made 30 of, I mean, 28 of 30 field goal attempts and has missed just one extra point. He's not in the Pro Bowl? How about Will Lutz? I think that's how you say his name. (laughs) Um, He's currently third in, in the NFL in total points scored. Behind Texans kicker. Ooh, I am not saying that dude's name, but that guy. Uh, The Texans kicker. (laughs) And running back, Todd Gurley of the Rams. Wow. I have no words. There's a whole lot of people in that group that should be in the Pro Bowl. And there's a whole lot that can be said. We're going to just move right on, though. Adrian Peterson, Washington Redskins. Peterson, at the ripe old age of 33, excuse me, he's not old, I'm 33, has rushed 221 times for 923 yards and seven touchdowns. As the bell cow back for the Redskins. Yeah, he's the workhorse. That finds itself at 7-7 with two games to play. His yards per carry average, 4.2. Doesn't jump off the page by any stretch. But considering the fact that Peterson might not have landed a job anywhere without an unfortunate injury to rookie Derek Geis. Production should be seen as a significant achievement, writes this NFL writer. And I agree. It's not 2,000 yards, but it's impressive. And it's going to be just another step on his potential NFL Hall of Fame career. Give the man a Pro Bowl. He's still pretty good. I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but he can still go. And that's what matters to me, right? Um, T.Y. Hilton has been left off the roster, which is crazy because, <laughs> God, I hate no, uh, saying this, but T.Y. Hilton uh, is a big reason the Colts have been doing the way they have. You know, they're they're... I think they're on their way back up with a couple games left to play. They got something going there. T.Y. Hilton is right in the middle of it. How about Ryan Ramzik, New Orleans Saints? He makes a case for himself and for the Pro Bowl voting as to how and why the NFL O-line selection numbers needs to be at the top of the list. Like, 
gosh, I don't even know, man. But he's doing good. He's helping the Saints. Saints are doing very well, as we all know. How about Andrew Whitworth? He's done his things for the LA Rams. The Rams, as we know, look darn near unbeatable. And I I don't want to see my Cowboys play them. I can tell you that for a fact. So if they choke out and they don't make the playoffs and don't have to play the Rams, it's all right with me. And I want them to make the playoffs. But I don't want them getting their butts handed to them by the Rams, especially after what I saw against T.Y. Hilton and the Colts just a few days ago. How about Chandler Jones, Arizona Cardinals? Jones has been doing his thing too. And nothing. Mike Evans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This 25-year-old has caught 74 passes for 1,328 yards and five touchdowns and owns the largest yards per catch average, 17.9, of any of the league's top pass catchers. And yes, that's even better than Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. He's not on the list. Why? Darius Leonard, Indianapolis Colts. Rookie linebacker has been an on-field force for the Colts this season. He leads the NFL in tackles with 146, 22 more than the next man on the list. Carolina's own Luke Keekley. It's also the most tackles by any rookie through 13 games in NFL history. In addition, he's second among rookies with seven sacks. He has forced four fumbles. He has an interception and seven passes defensed. I he should at least be on the ballot, y'all, for the Pro Bowl voting. I don't know. Y'all tell me what I'm missing here. Desmond King, LA Chargers, doing his thing too. Again, tell me why. Christian McCaffrey is doing his thing. And he's improving. Showing the Panthers they did well in picking and keeping him. With his versatility, Carolina's been way more productive on offense. And it's just sad. Like... Give the man something. Alvin Kamara, the Saints. Another one. Why? Granted, he has to deal with Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, and Saquon Barkley as the league's top rushers. Just put him up there. Do something. And Leighton Vander Esch. Again. Why? Sean Lee has been hurt. He's been the anchor of the Cowboys defense as Vander Esch. It's a sad deal. Um. Yeah. 
I don't know. But those are your... That's the league's biggest headlines there. Um... I got nothing. That 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 hurts. Uh okay. I think that's going to be the end of this show, y'all. I'm not seeing anything in terms of games tomorrow, so I guess that means there isn't any. That's it. That's it for me. Um this episode is in the books. And as I'm behind the mic, I'm learning one thing. Have fun. Face any challenge. Head to head. Because you don't learn nothing from running from any challenge. You face it head on and stare it right in the eye and just grab it by the ears and go. Right? It's been a lot of fun. I like the way this feels. Hopefully y'all enjoy it. I'll see y'all in the next one. Thanks for listening. Oh, and before I forget, Friday may be the last one until after the holidays. Yeah, I decided to start up at a really awkward time. But hey, we're back. It's all that matters. So after the holidays, we'll be back in full force yet again. Until then... I'll see y'all Friday. Have a kick butt day, kick butt evening. And smile because life's too short to take everything too seriously. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having my back. And have a good one. This is JJ, Sportatorium. We're out.